lamb Monday night. Pub quiz, molested lamb Monday night. Pub quiz, molested lamb, molested lamb Monday night. Hello, sir. Have you got a head full of facts? A brain, a veritable bin of information? A noggin, a gog with God given data? A cranium that couldn't leak a remembered truth if it was surgically replaced with the back of a fishing net? Yeah, I do. Then come to the Molested Lamb weekly pub quiz this Monday night. The prize is higher the more people that come. It's full of attractive women from all ends of the age spectrum, and you can even socialise and have a laugh. Albeit only before the first question is asked and after the last question is answered. I'm an attendee myself. Who knows? You might even end up on my team. God knows we could do with someone who can actually retain useful information that isn't directly related to their love lives. Take a flyer. I won't lie. Uh, if you fly on me, I'll just bin it. Well, there's no need to be rude, sir. I'm just trying to do a job here. I wasn't being rude. I'm trying to involve you in an evening of cheap, trivia-based social fun, and you're happy to throw that information in a bin like an empty crisp packet or an abandoned dream. Mate, you misunderstand. Don't mate me. I'm trying to do a favour for my friend's public house, only for it to be spat back in my face like a piece of chewed tobacco. I don't even know why I bother. I didn't mean to appear curt. I just meant... Are you in the habit of being rude to people who flyer? I'm not some homeless beggar. If you don't like pub quizzes, just say so, so I can get back to finding customers and potentially a teammate with a mind for trivia and a passion for quizzing. I was going to say, I'd only throw it in the bin because I have a photographic memory and need to hold on to the paper to remember the details of the night. I've never forgotten a word, image or fact I've been exposed to in my whole life. I'd love to come to the quiz and even be on your team. I said go. Okay. Bye. Hello, madam. Uh-huh. Have you got a head full of facts? A brain, a veritable bin of information? Oh, dear. Um, you, memory man, come back! Quizmasters by Aidan McCaffrey Episode 2, Love and or War The day after the drinking and the angst and vomit, how did you feel? Like if a vampire had bitten my neck, they'd have been rushed to hospital to have their stomach pumped for alcohol poisoning. You were knocking them back and then some. I woke up, wrapped in my blanket and in my bed in a pool of sick like a rejected Donna kebab. How much did I drink? We lost count. But let's just say June's kids college fund is looking pretty secure these days. Who took me home? Niall started to. But we stopped him because we decided he couldn't be trusted with a drunk female. That is an outrageous accusation. If you hadn't shown up, Joe would have got home safe, sound and quite probably unpenetrated. Niall, when we caught up with you, you were in a late night garage trying to buy contraception. Drinking yourself into a stupor aside, congratulations on last week, Joe. Is that sarcasm? No, most people wouldn't dare do stand-up. Well, we've all done pretend stand-up in our head. You know, like, what's the deal with pens? Use a laptop. Can I use that? Really? I'm desperate. Oh, it can't have been as bad as you've made out. No one laughed. That's not the worst thing that could happen. They could heckle you or, or shout aggressive sexual comments. Yeah, like, show us your tits. Just like that. Or show us your ankle. Or maybe that. Or show us your ear. Not that. Or show us your spleen. Okay. And as for no one laughing, maybe they were laughing inside. I'm laughing inside now, for example. Although it might just be indigestion. I had a big lunch. Maybe you're right. 
I'm being neurotic. I mean, it probably wasn't as bad as I thought. In fact, do you know what? I'm going to go back next Monday and I'm going to do it again. Great! Welcome to the Molested Lamb pub quiz, everyone. I'm pleased to see such an excellent turnout. We were worried that the comedy night across the road would detract business, uh, but clearly not. Not surprised. A friend of mine went last week, and let's just say he didn't do much laughing. He said there was this young girl, brunette, mid-twenties, and apparently she was awful. He said she couldn't have written a joke if she was possessed by the ghost of Groucho Marx. He said the sight of a man nailing his nuts to a pig would have been funnier. In conclusion, Griffin Comedy Club, avoid it like the AIDS. A quiz starts in five. I'm glad Ian convinced me not to go to the comedy. That girl sounds shit. Niall? Oh, he means Joe. Sorry, Joe. I am never doing stand-up again. No! Good evening, my fellow defenders of the quizotic faith. Hey! Ian, where have you been all week? I've been trying to contact you for days. i got a part-time job. Doing what? Look around. You've got a job molesting lambs? No. Don't you notice anything different from last week? It's busier. Exactly. It's busier. I've been flying for the quiz. They flyered the quiz? Sort of. Good job you weren't flying for that dead girl walking at that dreadful comedy night. Niall! Oh, again, a genuine mistake. They wanted me to fly all the events that happen here, but when I printed off the flyers, I only highlighted the quiz. Why? Prize pool, comrade. None of this two pounds each rubbish. Whoever wins tonight is going to see some serious coin. I can see a lot of familiar faces in here. The Historical Recreation Society I hassled. The journos from the Guardian building I harassed. Seven deadly synths over there. The 80s pop cover band I harangued. Battersea Youth Cricket Team who I hounded. The people from the British Institute of Cartography and Flag Identification I heckled. And some physics students I harped on at. (laughs) So you've decked this pub out with experts on history... War, current affairs, pop music, and potentially all sport, geography and science. Ah, didn't think of that. You can kiss goodbye to your serious coin. If you think about it though, they'll all be specialists in their fields. They're not all-rounders like us. Exactly. So actually, my expert plan to increase the prize pool hasn't backfired in any way whatsoever. Those groups are all niche, we're not. Some of the cricketers will be all-rounders. Wow, look at all of you. This is the best turnout I've seen for a pub quiz since a snowstorm trapped a late afternoon Catholic wedding reception in here in 2009. Unfortunately, we have team limits of six, so you are all faced with a choice. You can either sacrifice five points for each extra team member or I could shave one person off each team and create an extra team. Stop your moaning. It'll be a good opportunity to meet new people, encounter new faces, grope some fresh weave. So, if I can have one from your team... No, I don't like where this is going. And your team? No, one each from the cricket club and the journalists. And your team? And the Historical Recreation Society. I will gladly take one for the team, like the fallen soldiers of old, whom I reenact out on a semi-regular basis. 
And your team. And seven deadly synths. And your team. And the cartographers. And your team. Oh, and the physics students. No, I've created my own worst enemy. A super team made up of experts and professionals in their field. I've been hoist by my own petard. It's okay, you've got us. We're your super team. And we're super in what fields? Angst and being horny? For two, yes. You never know. There might be questions on angst and sex. Niall, the only thing you have less of than angst is sex. But for once, you are going to get screwed. Screwed out of the magnificent prize pool I created. We all are. I'm up outside for a cry. (laughs) Speaking of getting screwed, how did your date with David the Rip Jew go, Rose? Did you manage to maintain your newfound abstinence? It was painful. He's so ripped and lovely, and yet I couldn't dabble. So you did resist? Of course. Although it was easy not to that weekend because of factors. What factors? I wasn't really in the right condition to engage in physical relations, even if I wanted to. What condition would that be? An alcohol-infused coma? For one, yes. But also, you know, a girl's condition. Your legal condition? You're 25. That hasn't been an issue for 10 years. Come on, Niall. A girl's monthly condition. Nine years, Niall. So, how did you get on? Great. He's nice, quite funny. In fact, he texted yesterday asking when I was free. What did you say? I said I'll be free in 27 days. Abstinence first, it's the only way. Oh, God, Ollie's here. Where? Outside, letting Ian cry onto his shoulder. Why, oh, God? Oh, his perpetual relationship woes. Like, last week here, his face all low and miserable, like a St. Bernard dog's face being sucked into a Dyson, and all because he had one bad day. Get over it. And I know he went on a date last night. If it went bad, like they all seem to do, he's going to be all pathetic and depressed again. You criticise. But you once cried because a girl didn't want to go on a second date with you. No, I cried because she maced me when I tried to touch her breast. Oh, yeah, that was it. Good evening. Hello, Captain Smiles. How are you? Chipper. Chipper? How come? That date I told you I was going on? Amazing. Really? Don't act so surprised. And the feeling was mutual? Yep. You didn't hit a conversational cul-de-sac? Or inadvertently slag off her favourite cat breed? Or accidentally punch her in the throat? Not this time. The conversation flowed. Accidental physical violence was averted. She was attractive. It was lovely. We like the same music. She works for a cancer charity. In one word, marriage material. In fact, I just texted her on the way here, seeing if she wants to meet up again. Did you kiss? No, but that's not the be-all and end-all of dates. The vibes were good. Nice work. Yeah, well played, Ollie. I'm off to get a celebration pint. Pint, please. No, thanks. Do we actually reckon it went well? Yeah. Ollie's syndrome, no matter how embarrassing a date was, he'll tell you how well or unwell the date went. We can take his word for it. And against the odds, I think he had a successful date. Oh, it's nice it finally went well for Ollie. I agree. Good on him. We need to split them up. Bit harsh. Why? They represent an existential threat to our future happiness. How? He may have finally found love. What? He said marriage material. Is that their name? What are you talking about? The super team over there. Oh, you want to split up the super team. Who did you think I meant? Ollie and his date that went well. We'd only have to do that if he couldn't keep his mind on the quiz. I need him focused. He's our 80s trivia person. You're a monster. I could be your 80s trivia person. 
By your own admission, Rose, you don't know or like anything released before 1994. That's not true. I like you guys. Oh, well, that, that doesn't help us win anyway. Ollie, I need you to write the answers down in the first round while I brainstorm some ideas for how to split up the super team. Oh, is that what you often refer to as pub quiz fair game? As long as you're not cheating on answers, anything goes. Ian, it's only a... Don't! I'm off to get a beverage. Everyone fine? Rose, Ollie, Quizilla? Question one. The world of embarrassing dads. Lord Randolph Henry Spencer Churchill the father of future wartime Prime Minister and booze aficionado Winston, died of what was then called a general paresis of the insane. A euphemism for what? Niall, what is wrong with you? Syphilis. Stop joking around, I'm talking about Joe. No, syphilis is the answer to question one. Oh, well done. Write that down, Ollie. I mean, you keep cracking wise when we're talking about Joe's gigs. Her career ambitions are not an appropriate time for jokes. She's a stand-up. Surely her career ambitions are a highly appropriate time for jokes. Niall... In fact, wasn't it an absence of decent jokes that got her into this mess in the first place? Niall, if you could just for once be a friend rather than treating everything as a joke. I can be a friend? Watch. I bet I can empower her to get on that stage again. Not next week, but tonight. How are you going to do that? I'm going to use a little thing I like to call reverse psychology. And is in fact called that by most people. Question two. The world of pastry-encased mathematics. Write down pi to four decimal places. Okay, it's 3.1415. Go Rose! And I'm back. <laughs> I did a classic Joe last week. What? The day after I failed to pull those tangerine princesses. I decided I was going to try and bed this hot girl from the video store that I've had my own for ages. But in the end, I didn't even try. Sorry, I've missed the point. Unless it's that because you didn't try and pull a girl, you've done a me because pulling girls is also something I don't do on account of not being a lesbian? (laughs) No, uh, because you set yourself targets that you never accomplish. I also decided to go for a run on Saturday, but I didn't. Ate some cake, had a wank instead. Classic Joe. Not the cake and the wank. Unless you do that too. Uh, I don't know. I meant taking the easy route and giving up on the target. Classic textbook. Joe! God! Joe! You're not funny, Niall. You're a dick. I'm going to march over to that comedy club and I'm going to do stand-up and prove you wrong. And you will end up looking like a fool. Goodbye! Joe! No one follow me or I'll fist them. Poor choice of words. Oh, that's smart. I asked for that. You okay? Still reckon you can answer questions? Yeah, I'm primed for quiz fun. At least it worked. Well done for empowering her, Niall. The next few questions will be on the theme of love and war, a subject that's been close to my heart ever since I made love to a woman called Barbara while watching ITN news coverage of the First Gulf War, the world of naval European warfare. The Battle of Trafalgar occurred during which war? The answer I'm looking for is not (laughs) the Napoleonic Wars. I want something more specific than that. (laughs) Oh, that's too easy. Why, my colleagues and I recreated that battle only last week. The historical recreationist on the super team is both smart and annoying. Right, I think I have a way of defeating them, but I need to find the right question. Here's a good question. 
Do two people need to like or be interested in the same things for a date or even a relationship to work? Uh, no, here's a good question. The Battle of Trafalgar took place during which war? For Pete's sake, the War of the Third Coalition. Is that the actual answer? Yes. Do I have your permission to carry on talking now, O Quixotic Commander? Yes. Next question. No, permission retracted. Uh, the world of romanticism. <clears throat> I think I'll fill this one and prove myself a veritable tamer of lady feelings this evening. You're not going to be cocky after one successful date, are you? I'm just saying this question will play to my strengths as a prince of hearts. Oh, God. Which romantic poet wrote the narrative poem Child Harold's Pilgrimage? Oh. It's a poetry question. I don't know this. What did you think it was going to be? What's a good thing to say to a girl on a date? Yeah, something like that. And your answer would have been... You look nice. What company do you work for? I love cancer charities. You didn't actually say that, did you? Well, she works for one. Of course I did. Although I do say that on most dates. It's good when meeting a girl to come across as a person with basic compassion. It's a good opener, too. In fact... I'd go so far as saying, as a phrase, it's a good all-rounder, conversationally speaking. Do you ever wonder why you're single? No, my friend. After today's date, I'm not going to be single for much longer. That, I can guarantee. Famous last words. The world of. Whose parting words to the world were? France. The army. Head of the army. Josephine. Oh, I knew that. It's, um, uh, Napoleon. Rose, my love, you are on fire tonight. I didn't know you were such a maths and history buff. It's the right questions, I guess. Well, I'm sorry for snapping at you earlier. Are you sorry because you're sorry, or because I'm contributing valuably to the answer sheet? The latter, obviously. Next question. The world of European land conflict. Yes, this is my chance to drop my super team destroying super plan. Uh, the Battle of Kilkislahanus took place in which war? Uh, uh, Iraq, obviously. Huh, Iraq, you fool. Uh, uh, you're the fool, good sir. I'd list the ways in which you're wrong, but to do so in detail would only give away the answer to this easy question. But I will say this, because I like to be kind with folk with brains smaller than neutrons, Iraq is not in Europe. I guess you got me there. It's not the Iraq war. Well, that was pretty stupid of you, Ian. Everyone knows Iraq's in Africa. It was a deliberate mistake and also a seed, the fruit of which we shall taste shortly. The world of soap stars who dodged the icy swing of the Grim Reaper's cancerous scythe. In 2003, which Antipodean female actress was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, for which she was later successfully treated? Hodgkin's lymphoma is a cancer? Yeah, it's Delta Goodrum. I didn't realise that's where they got the name from. It's a bit sick. What is? Naming yourself after a cancer. Who named themselves after a cancer? Hodgkin's lymphoma. Who is Hodgkin's lymphoma? The... Oh. The O... Oh no. I've done something very stupid. What? If I say, you'll think I'm an idiot. We already do think you're an idiot. Speak. You know I said she was quite high up in a cancer research charity? Yes. No, questions are happening. Shut up, Ian. Yeah, Ian. Ollie, what happened? 
She was getting into how she started at the charity, talking about cancer in her family. The conversation was getting a bit heavy, so I thought I'd change the subject. This is you puppeteering a girl's heartstrings? I was trying to find a way back into the conversation, so I asked her what kind of music she was into, but she carried on, saying her mother had made her aware of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Apparently her sister had it. She mentioned something about treatment and sampling results and killing off Hodgkin's lymphoma for good. And, well, that's when I said it. Said what? Oh, so bad. Said what? It's the stupidest thing I've ever said. Said Said what? what? I said, that's the problem with record companies these days. They're too willing to kill off bands before they've even had a chance to succeed. You thought Hodgkin's lymphoma was a band? Oh my God, what's the matter with you? I didn't realise she'd ignored my question about music. She said treatment. What did you think that meant? I don't know. She said it after sampling. I thought it was some kind of DJ term, like mixing or chemo. Okay, maybe this wasn't as bad as you think. Maybe she didn't pick up on the fact you didn't know what Hodgkin's lymphoma was. It sounds like genuinely crossed wires at this point. I don't think that's the case. How do you know? Because of what I said next. Oh, Christ, there's more. I said... Personally, I think Hodgkin's Lymphoma's first album is a masterpiece and you can't follow up a masterpiece. (laughs) Why did you say that? Why wouldn't I? Because you haven't heard the album. Because it doesn't exist. Even assuming you thought he was a band and not a cancer, why did you pretend you've actually heard of them? To be cool? You implied a severe blood condition was a difficult second album. How did she not walk out? Retrospectively, I realised she picked up on my mistake because she then asked me a series of questions about my thoughts on the recording artist Hodgkin's lymphoma. I think she wanted to see how far down I'd dig. And how far down did you dig? Oh, until I'd burned any chance of the relationship happening in the magmatic core of my own stupidity. (laughs) She asked me about my favourite single, what musical direction they should go in in their third album whether they were post-dubstep or whether post-dubstep wasn't a real genre but one invented by bored music journalists. And you answered all these? Your Ollie syndrome is particularly bad tonight. Yeah, but I kept my answers broad. How did you keep What's Your Favourite Single broad? I said the one about the girl. And the direction of the third album? Try and recapture the edge of the first. And whether they were post-dubstep? I said that's for journalists to decide. Fans don't care about genres. Actually, I did all right, considering. Yes, Ollie, you did all right. You did all right telling a girl who runs a cancer charity, whose aunt has a potentially terminal lymph node disease, that you thought her affliction was a post-dubstep band whose second album tinked and who needed to recapture the edge of their first album. You did all right. What's Ollie's syndrome? Broadly speaking, being a massive bellend. Well, sex isn't going to have itself. I'm off to pull. Who is the lucky lady this week? I'm going to go for one of the mature pleasures that make up Team Quilf. I really hope I pull tonight. My brother is staying over from tomorrow, so this is my last chance for action without him watching. What are you going to say to them? Watch and learn. Has the redness from Joe's punch gone? Yes. Now, before you go, there is something you should know. STDs are on the rise in the over-40s due to a rise in the divorce rates and a reduction in sexual inhibition. I know. That's why I think I'm in with a chance. Uh, The world of my mobile ringtone. Which famous piece of classical music was first performed in Vienna's Theatre and Davine in 1808? I don't know your name, 
I don't know, your marital status. I don't know if you have to be up early tomorrow to visit your grandchild on their fifth birthday. But if you come with me now, I can guarantee that in 10 hours time, you'll be unable to tell if your naked legs are shaking from the exposed, unheated air of my flat or the muscle memory of the physical pleasure you felt in my company only hours before. And I'll tell you now, that chill is probably a bit of both. I think my housemate stopped paying the heating bill. My name's Julie. I'm old enough to be your mother. And I think you should get your coat, young man, because you have pulled. Of the world of mature genital health. A thinning and inflammation of the vaginal walls due to a decline in oestrogen is called what? Oh, Judy, I know this. We were talking about it in our menopause discussion group last week. It's vaginal atrophy. <laughs> Whoops, here's a free answer for your team. Vaginal atrophy. Oh, that brings back some memories. Still, it's gone now. And all my eggs with them, which, young man, leaves you and me free to have ourselves hours of unprotected intergenerational fun. Actually, um... Like a sexy version of Family Fortunes with Les Dennis. Actually, um, I think my team need me for, um, answers and stuff, so I'll, I might catch you later. Jesus. You should give Rose some tips on staying abstinent, Niall. I don't need tips. I'm doing just fine, thanks. The classical music question, the one he said is also his ringtone, is Beethoven's fifth, Ian. Next question. Who won the Mercury Music Prize in 2010? Uh, wasn't, wasn't that the uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma one? <laughs> one of the years. They've won it twice. No, that was PJ Harvey. Oh, yeah, the second album bombed. All right, shut up. Joe, how'd it go? I was heckled off. No, sorry to hear it. What did they heckle? Show us your insert body part here. Use your imagination. A spleen. I bet any money it was a spleen. And one last question on the love and war theme. The world of love on the battlefield. Captain K. Summersby is alleged to have been the mistress of which high-ranking American official in World War Two? Now there's another just war, and the one where I met my true love. You're about 30. You wouldn't have been a glint in the glint of your grandfather's glinty eye in World War Two. It was an recreation and a just one. Will you stop this just rubbish? You think all wars are just by virtue of them being wars? You started it. No, you started it when you said the Iraq War protesters were just a bunch of stoned hippies with shaved peace doves hanging out of their assholes. You insulted the troops. No, it didn't. Your newspaper did. The Pravda or Deskipitor Daily or whatever it's called. The Guardian. Posing the war was an insult to the brave men and women who died in it. And the similarly brave men and women who continue to reenact their deaths to this day. Oh, I'm sick of this. I'm leaving. But we're winning. I can't talk to you. It's like you've allowed Churchill and Nelson to masturbate into your left and right ear canals, respectively, and they're now too blocked up for you to hear any sense. That's exactly the kind of moronic historical insensitivity I'd expect from a liberal. Nelson lost his right arm in battle. He'd do it into the left ear, if anything. Oh, I'm leaving. Good. Your arsehole's looking a bit empty. Don't forget to take your peace dove with you, you Marxist lesbian. 
So that splits up the super team and destroys the morale of anyone left, clearing the way for a totally deserved, insert pop culture related pop quiz pun here, victory! Nice work, Ian. Although there are still quite a lot of other teams in here. Everyone else in here is either too horny and or specialist to beat us, trust me. I don't know, those cricketers look pretty confident. Rose, the day I'm beaten at a pub quiz by a youth cricket team is the day I'll eat this beer mat. And the winner of the Molested Lamb Weekly Pub Quiz, week two of the Roman numeral year MMXIII, and the 2013th year of the Gregorian calendar is Fast Brain Theory, who came straight from their match today to play here. Two victories in one day, eh lads? You've won the prize pool, a stonking £75. How's that for a prize? I'm sure if you ask the bar nicely, Ian, the kitchen staff will season the beer mat for you. I've heard cork goes great with rosemary. Hang on a minute, people. I've just been informed of a grave matter. A very grave matter indeed. I'm sorry to have to break this to you, but someone has been killed in this pub. (gasps) And that someone is Honesty. (gasps) You, Fast Brain Theory member, your name? Billy. I have it on record that you were heard in the toilets making a phone call to an outside party asking them for the date of the Battle of Gettysburg. Is this true? (laughs) Why would I do that? Sounds gay. What are you going to do about it, Grandad? I have a cage of rats out back. I will chain you up and let them gnaw at your face until you spit the truth out of your bloodied cut face. Standard quiz procedure. Yeah, we cheated. So what? When are we going to get our prize? My God. Thirteen-year-old kids drinking in bus shelters. Teenage knife crime on the streets of London. Kids turning their noses up at paper towels because it's not a Dyson Airblade. There was a time when young people believed in things. And now this... Cheating on a pub quiz with a mobile phone. The apex of modern youth nihilism. There's no prize for you here, you sorry people. Finish your drinks and get out. The prize instead goes to second place, which would be, insert pop culture related pub quiz pun here. (laughs) Sweet, sweet victory. I think I should get more of the prize since I answered the most questions. You can have 23% of the prize if you can figure out 23% of £75. All right, don't mock the fact I'm a math stunt. I'm off to the bathroom. (laughs) We are victor... Hang on. What? Something doesn't add up. Oh, I've been a blind fool. There was only one way she could have known all those answers. Pass me her phone. She's been text cheating too. Not exactly. Here you go. What are you doing? Reading. Who is this text from? Hello, last night was more fun than winning a gold run in Blockbusters. I hope to see you again. It was sent last Tuesday morning. 
No name, number unsaved. Ian, that is bad form. Tuesday was the day after the last quiz. She was with us all evening. Until we left. Uh, guys, reading personal text is stepping over the line. Maybe she went home with someone. That David guy? Uh, he left before us. You should both stop now. Normally I'd agree with you, Joe, but this has quiz implications. Quimplications, if you like. How? Where's my phone? Ian, why have you got my phone? Three bonus questions for Rose Kettering. Last week, after we left the quiz, you came back to the pub to get your coat. What happened next? Ian, give me my phone. Two, who thanked you for a good night in his text? Ian, that's personal. Give it back. Yeah, Ian, give Rose her phone back. And three, since when did you become an expert in maths and pretty much all forms of general knowledge? Return the phone now! Just give it back! It's okay, I think I know who it is. Let's call him. Ian, no! Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. I believe I have a call from one of my honeys. Rose? Prosecution. Rose slept with Mick at his house and while there stumbled across the quiz sheet for tonight's quiz where she proceeded to memorise the answers. <gasps> Sorry, Rose, but not only did you break your vow of chastity, you did something far worse. You broke the quizotic code of honour. If by quizotic code of honour you mean your face, then yes, I have. Ow! Thanks, Ian. Yes, I did sleep with him. And yes, I did cheat. But you didn't have to announce it to the whole pub. I feel left out. I'm the only guy who hasn't been punched tonight. <coughs> Niall, that wasn't an invite. Sorry. Now, I don't condone cheating, but I do appreciate, insert pop culture related pub quiz pun here's relative honesty in this situation. The prize now goes to third place. That was the man by himself in the corner who played under the name of Memento Mori. You win the entire £75 prize pool to yourself. Thank you. It's you. It's the guy I fired with the photographic memory. I told you. I'll never forget a fact. And to think, you could have had me on your team. Oh, I feel like a prize fool. What's it like having a photographic memory? It has its cons. I can remember my birth, for instance. I'd say it's worth that intense bloody memory to be a pub quiz champion. Memories may be beautiful, and yet what's too painful to remember, we simply choose to forget. The way we were. You're a Streisand fan. Nah, that song was playing on the hospital radio when I was born. There's no way to enter the world. I'm going to go and collect my prize. For the record, the Quizmaster's after-show performance isn't as lengthy as his quiz, and it was over before midnight. So technically, I have still been abstinent since Monday. Did he make you call him Quizmaster while you were... No. But he did make me test his general knowledge. So what have we all learned today? If you can't stand the menopausal heat, get out of the kitchen. The road to success is paved with failure and heckling comedy club patrons. Hodgkin's lymphoma is not a band. Those things, and also Rose? Punching someone once in the face for being a twat is never enough? No, I'll give you a clue. It's don't... Come on, you can finish this one. Don't... You say the next word. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't, don't, don't cheat. Don't cheat. Ow!
That was episode two of Quizmasters by Aidan McCaffrey, starring Ben Cordry as Ian, Esther Eden as Rose, Scott Joseph as Ollie, Aidan McCaffrey as Niall, Sarah Summeray as Joe, and Rafe Beckley as the Quizmaster. Other parts were played by Emma York and members of the cast. The music was by James Hall. It was produced by Ben Cordry. The theme tonight was love and war, and I think we've all learnt valuable lessons about both subjects, but a wider question was raised. Are love and war really the same thing? No. Definitely not. One's a geopolitical land, sea or air conflict in which thousands to millions of people die. The other is an interpersonal feeling of affection. Come on, Ian, you know that.